0: Welcome, everyone. We're back with the 12th edition of Neo Reality Collective. So, yeah, once again, I, I already explained in my episode 11 video about why I took a break for a while. And these episodes will probably not be as consistent as they used to be. And that's the gist of it since, well, it kind of is. So... This week, we had heard that Sadie Gibbs has decided to retire from the wrestling industry. Sadie Gibbs is walking away from wrestling. Gibbs took to Instagram on April 26th, to now she is retiring. Gibbs said, it's been a confusing year and a half, but she has to walk away and focus her energy and intentions on the next chapter. Saying in an Instagram post saying this, I'm retiring. Hope you can watch this Minute show reel of all the best moments. So your love and support in this comments below. Letting go is never easy, but it's necessary. It's been a really confusing in a year and a half for me, but I've always been good of following my instincts. And letting go, having nothing but grace in the path ahead of me. I decided, in order for me to excel in my new endeavors, coaching, speaking, teaching, being a leader. Being the leader, which I've always been, I have to let go and set my intentions on what it is I want for my life and where I see long-term sustainable fulfillment. And those doors are opening and it's about time I conserve all my energy and focus on this new chapter. I will forever be the Amazing Grace. I will forever be the girl who did a Corkscrew Sasuke special. I will forever be undefinable. I love you all guys, I love all you guys, not just to support me as a wrestler, but me as a person, as as someone who, despite what everyone expects, I follow my gut, my gut, my instinct, and I do it with grace. Everything we do do isn't forever, it's a stepping stone and chance to evolve and grow throughout. My vision is big, starting with short films, action movie scenes, and a lot of my plans are centered around my undefinable brand. My next big goal is to have a self-development book out, remain undefinable, all... And so many micro goals along with this new chapter teach, speak, and inspire impact as many individual lives as I can with the undefinable mentality. And and she plugs in her site, saygibbs.com. So she was part of the Casino Battle Royale AEW All Out and the Wrestle Team matches on Dark. She didn't rest She never wrestled on Dynamite and didn't wrestle for AEW since to October 2019, probably because of the COVID. Rest- because then the. Uh, because then a few months later, the COVID restrictions happened, and then she just sort of stopped. I don't think she ever fully signed with them, but it is a tale to see what could have been. And we'll have, and she might come back. She might honestly come back down the road, but we'll have to wait one day. Oh, the last thing is, wish you luck on the future. So, there's been constant talks about where the hell has AJ Styles and Omos has been since their winning of the tag team quarters at Wrestlemania. They went on the on the uh, blip, on the WWE bump, and said that they've been partying in Nigeria. But nobody's currently out on the Raw roster. Me and the new champions are available for shows. They're just currently being booked for some reason. And they claim that they were partying in Nigeria. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, can the... uh, Like, I kept assuming that when I heard about COVID breakout happening for, like, the 8th time in WWE, because of course there has to be another outbreak. Of course WWE has to be neglectful for, like, the 8th or ninth time. But, yeah. They aren't injured, no one's hurt, and... There's no possible threat of quarantine because of an inf- because of the infection, but yeah, there's been no confirmed why they never showed up. They're just sort of not there because they probably forgot about them. But it is what it is on that front. I'm still wondering. So the recent attendance of UFC 261 was reportedly a hot topic of discussion with a crowd, and nearly every, and Russell Boats has reportedly tweeted out that nearly everyone that a bunch of people backstage age is reporting it was a hot topic among those discussions regarding the Veterans Memorial Show Arena show of over fifty thousand fans attending UFC's 261. Which led to people believing that crowds can believe live crowds can return safely now in Florida. I must stress this is Florida, and I am not going to go into that topic because we've been there too many times. And yeah, this ultimately depends on if they can get a permit and whatnot in their agreement. And I'm pretty sure with their endless monies, they can get convinced the leader of Florida to do it. Considering what else he put out in law, such as driving cars through protesters so they could get civil immunity, is clearly right for leadership. Meanwhile, Vice TV confirms topics for season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring. Speaking of the rap, they said that this will be a 14 episode season and... One of the things that will, and the and the first live episodes will cover Brian Pillman, Collision in Korea, Nick Gage, The Ultimate Warrior, Grizzly Smith, and Dynamite Kid. And the second half will air in the late summer and cover WWE steroid trials, of uh, the FMW promotion, Luna Valkon, W.H. Plane Ride from Hell, Rob Rock's XPW promotion, Johnny K9, also known as the Bruiser Bedlam, um, and Chris Canyon. Narrated by Chris Jericho, the third season includes interviews with Jake Roberts, Moxley, McFoley, Foley, DDP, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, David Arquette, Inoki, In- uh, I'm pretty sure a bunch of that's Rob Van Dam, Terry Funk, and the former wife of Ultimate Warriors, Sh- Sarah Warrior. <sighs> Damn it. And, yeah, this is part, this is Season 3 will begin airing on May 6th. Thursday, 2021, With opening with a two-hour episode focusing on Brian Pillman, so get excited from that, everybody. Oh, God, prepare to be horribly depressed. Speaking of some questionable things, WWE's former composer, Jim Johnson, who was fired because of ignorant reasons... <sighs> so... <sighs> yeah... Jim Johnson has reportedly claimed that he hasn't heard from AEW despite his departure. Oh, man. There has been no conversation. Speaking of Chris Van show podcast, as. They said he said no. They never reached out, and it's always amazed me from a business angle. If I was in that workroom, I would say Vince just fired Jim. This is a way we can really stick it to them. Find that guy and get him here in this afternoon. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, the iconic music producer once again bemoaned the curse of Music, saying that the songs don't relate to the characters they accompany. He yeah, had it felt great responsibility, like part of these guys' careers and success were in my hand. The music now in WWE and AEW, I'm sorry this is mean, It's all really homogenous and really mediocre and it doesn't have anything to do with the characters. I think that's why there are less big stars. I don't think there are no potential big stars on the roster hiding there. Before Steve Austin was Steve Austin, he was the ringmaster, and there are a lot of stories like that. These people need the right storyline, the right costuming, and the definitely the right music to lift them up. I would honestly love Jim Johnson in AEW. Him and Mikey Ruckus. He could teach Mikey Ruckus a lot of good stuff. He could make music for them. He could do a lot of things for them. I really feel like they should get a check and just be like, we need to get this guy. I want him here. It's baffling they haven't even thought about it or even called him. It just is. And it does sound like he still wants to keep making music for wrestlers, which would be awesome. Though I don't know if they're gonna, if they will do that without a fight. I'm like they let this music composer go for some reason, even though he was willing to resign. But yeah, it's just a confusing, confusing mess. I want him to be there to compose music with mikey ruckus they they could kill it in that field like he would he's also teaching the next generation of musicians for wrestlers and yeah it's so confusing that they haven't called him yet Anyways, there is a report going around about Dynamite. So, TNT is expected to win the upcoming bidding war for NHL's secondary package. In terms of broadcasting, will be the home to three of the next seven Stanley Cup finals. The as-of-yet-unannounced deal will reportedly cost $225 million per season over the next seven years, so they're getting a billion dollars in a quarter. NHL games often will air on Wednesday nights, but the new deal TV deal, according to Dave Meltzer, is won't affect AEW, according to Dave Meltzer. Meltzer reported on Wrestling Observer Radio that AEW will remain on its current time slot at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday nights. NHL games will instead probably end up on TBS or on a different night on TNT. Aired exclusively on NBC Universal channels for the last 10 years, but the network pulled the pl- pulling out of the bidding war for the new packages yesterday. NBC Universal was expected to pick up one of the. Available options in NXT reportedly moved to, to NHL games were likely there on USA Network for the foreseeable future. The second pack- package has been ultimately swa- snapped by TNT, though. So now the whole NXT moving to Wednesday night, who moving to Tuesday night, seems redundant now. Though now it feels like there had to have been talks going on, so they had to have gotten the update. Now I'm curious as to know what how they feel now, knowing that their main reason to leave is gone. And I am curious to know what the story was like backstage. But yeah, there's also been recent disputes that could affect the Knights. Tony Khan came out and said that he would consider a move if the money was good enough because he needs to take care of his company and he doesn't want to go against Monday Night Raw or and, and Monday Night Football because his team would be on there and conflict of interest. So, they would either have to move to Friday, they would have to move to Tuesday, because Thursday's already busy, so, yeah. And even from a story perspective, you can't move to Impact because now it's like, since NPAC's on Thursday night, and therefore the typing, and they're taped, and AEW's tend to be live, it would be very continuity snarl confusing. So, yeah, they're kind of in a pickle here. Pretty, 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 pretty bad all around, it seems. So, Xbox Series X reportedly picks up a not big exclusive game. They've already picked up a new another exclusive, though this won't surprise many fans. Both the Series X and S don't have true exclusives because Xbox Game Studios also release their products on PC. However, there are plenty of console exclusives, or in other words, games that don't come to PS, PS and Nintendo. That said, it sounds like... Like the upcoming Starfield will be added to this list. When Starfield was announced, Bethesda did announce plans, but the expectation would be multi platform. The former hasn't changed, but the later, latter was, has due, due to acquisitions from Microsoft. However, both Microsoft and Bethesda haven't said a word about the platforms of Starfield, whether or not it's coming to PS4 or 5 or both. While the pair are frustratingly quiet on the subject, Xbox Insider Rand L Thor. Althor isn't. According to the insider, Starfield is an Xbox exclusive, and he's very confident in this. Adding to this they know, they need no, to have the game out this holiday, though it sounds like it's very much up in the air, saying, said Grubb saying, hey, I've been told by very reliable people that Starfield was 100% an Xbox exclusive. I even make bets about it. I don't bet unless I know I'm willing to bet. So I'm really, really confident that Starfield is only releasing on Xbox when it does. And by all I've been told, as well, as that Microsoft is trying the hardest to get the game out this holiday. They really want Starfield out this holiday. So that was where the report ends. We might be seeing more details in the next coming months or E3. Depending on those who are still there, because people are bailing out, especially with COVID and everything still being a pain in the ass. So, we'll have to check down the road and hope for the best. Meanwhile, those who play NetherRealm Studios games like Mortal Kombat and DC's Injustice will be looking forward to hearing about the new Marvel game they're reportedly working on. They're reportedly working on a new Marvel fighting game, which would be the first proper Marvel fighting game since Capcom vs. Marvel Infinite. In 2021, many are expecting N- NRS to reveal and uh, release Justice 3. This may still happen, but it sounds Injustice may to you to say on ice in favor of making a Marvel fighting game. Unfortunately, the new report, which comes in the way of Daniel Richman, according to the article, is light on details, but he claims that the game is already in production for next-gen consoles, which is to say PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and most likely a PC version, but it sounds like PS4 and Xbox One users will miss out. For the Injustice game, unknown. It largely depends on how far along this game is in development. If it's been in development for a while, then it could very well be the studio's next big game. However, if it's just in early stages, then Injustice 3 will probably come first, and of course, while unlikely, it's possible both will be merged into a Marvel-DC fighting game. As much as we would love to see that, Marvel and DC would have to go and approve of it, and you know how they like to be, how their executives like to be. Even though we had Jim Lee show up on Marvel and Donnie Kate's bringing up the DC Universe, like, it looks like there's something going on behind the scenes that was supposed to be teased for Doomsday Clock about the secret crisis, though there's been no reference since that year it happened, and thus, uh, yeah. We'll have to see. Meanwhile, Disney Plus MCU series Ironheart has reportedly found its head writer. And Marvel continues to expand the universe. Variety reports that the studio has tapped Chin- 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 uh, Chanaka Hodge to serve as head writer for the upcoming Ironheart series, following the character Riri Ree- Williams, who was created by Marvel Comics in 2015. Williams is a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of Ironheart since Tony Stark's Iron Man, Dominique uh, Thorne will star in the series, Hodges Priest, television credit includes Apple's reboot of The Amazing Stories, TNT's adaptation of Snowpiercer, starring David Diggs, she and Diggs were founding members of the hip hop collective The Get Back, she also published two books of poetry for girls with hips, collected poems and writings, and dated MCs as well as several plays. With her joining the pro- with pod uh, joining the project, Ironheart becomes the latest several Marvel Disney Plus series being developed by women of color. most Marvel will premiere on the streamer service streamer service uh, sometime in later 2021. And B- Bisha K Ali serves as the series creator, a newcomer. Er, Iman Vellian. I'm butchering these names. I am so sorry, Kamala Khan on the NFC's first Muslim Superhero, additionally a Seahawk series starring... I can't pronounce these names... with Tim Ralph set to replace his role as the Abomination. Jessica Gow will serve as showrunner. The Marvel has big plans for Disney Plus. In the future, the studio has only just begun releasing their series on platforms, with both the WandaVision Falcon and Winter Soldier er, and Loki, set to premiere the first of six episodes on June 11th. Hawkeye will also return in a Disney Plus series later this year so get ready for that exciting insanity it's just insane that that we've gotten this far with their streaming platforms it's just so insane isn't it how much content we're going to get this year and disney plus is going to expand like the mongolian empire But uh, we get more closer to a real-life cyberpunk as award-winning bionic eye tech brings us one step closer. Bioelectronics Company... Pixium Vision SA has announced that it has received the Health Check Award for 2020 for its Biotic Vision System. This futuristic system, which won the award for Best Product Deal category, is designed to give blind people the ability to see and was recognized as the winner of the MAD Tech Forum 2021, which recognizes the most promising game changers developing emerging technologies for healthcare in Europe. According to press release, we are tremendously proud to receive the Health Check Award 2020 for groundbreaking vision. Groundbreaking work being carried with the Prima system, Pax-Pixium Vision CEO Lear, Lear, Leonard Diamond said. The Prima system has demonstrated its potential to make a significant improvement in quality of life for patients with DRY-AMD, and this award recognizes its capacity to improve vision." Oh, we're going to go into the cyberpunk. Oh uh, man, that's that's going to be a thing. Get ready, everybody. We're already hearing that the Earth's axis has been tilting for the last 30-some years, so we're probably already screwed. So... Smoke them if you got them. So a new DC Black Label imprint coming out. The, D- the Suicide Squad and Red Hood are targeting Joker for the execution. So... The article reads, He may not have superpowers, but Joker has racked up quite the body count over the years. Now Amanda Wall is determined to do what Batman won't, and the Joker's reign of madness once and for all. That is the premise of Suicide Squad, Get Joker. A new prestige format limited series written by Brian Azzarello and drawn by Alex Maleev who done Daredevil in the upcoming Checkmate series. The series also features Carlos Matthew Halderson with Maleev and John Sports handling cover art. George Fornes Get... So, Good Joker looks to be taking a very Gotham-focused approach to the Suicide Squad. Not only will Batman villain, Bat villains, and anti-hero Harley Quinn and Firefly be among the incarcerated criminals tasked with bringing down the Clown Prince of Crime, while is also jo- drawing on the Joker-battling expertise of Red Hood. Years after nearly meeting its end at the Joker's hands, Jason Todd is given the chance to sell the score. So, yeah, while it has no taking place in current continuity I mean like barely like this is the everything is canon initiative so this does kind of yeah Uh, that's that's the thing also someone managed to manage to buy one of Google's domain names for three dollars I went to her in Argentina managed to buy one of Google's official domain names for less than $3 while the site was down last week. As reported by BBC, it purchased google.com.ar legally after discovering the domain was temporarily down via WhatsApp messages from friends. Using the Network Information Center on website to purchase the domain, where it was up for sale for a brief amount of time, the domain cost the equivalent of $3 or $2.96 and 90 cents. The word were clearly didn't expect the purchase to go through, saying, I want to make it clear that I never had any bad intentions. I just tried to buy the NIC and the NIC allowed it. When the purchase process was complete and my data appeared, I knew that something was going to happen. I was really anxious. He took Detroit to explain himself as his personal date appeared where Google's landing page should be. Google Argentina has said since said that the domain didn't expire, noting that the expiration date was actually July 2021. At the moment, nobody really knows why it was up for sale. Naturally, Google quickly reobtained the domain name, with him making it clear that he didn't get into any trouble as a result. Google says he's investigating what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was the thing. Oh, man. So, for those who like the DC Anime Universe, those who like the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, we're going to get Justice League Infinity, the continuation in comic form. It will pick up where the series... Where the series... Left off, ending in 2004, in the wake of Darkseid's defeat, Apocalypse is swept by civil war. Unfortunately, it's decided that the rightful heir to Darkseid's throne is the one who manages to destroy the Justice League. The series also deals with the larger DC multiverse, as Amazo's intergalactic wandering center opened the door to other realities and other versions of DC's heroes. Was DC Infinity is referring to the core team featured in the first two seasons of the anime series, He's which were Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, and Green Lantern John Stewart. Yay! However, DC teases the possibility of team-ups with other heroes from the multiverse, which could mean that we could potentially see Teen Titans, Young Justice, Batman, or Green Lantern in the anime series. Well, anything is possible at this point. The Justice League Infinity is a digital first series consisting of 14 digital chapters with a printed version collecting two chapters per issue. The digital chapters are $1.99, while the print issues are $3.99. And debating on May 13th with the first print issue following on Tuesday, July 6th. So, yeah, we also get the Batman Adventure Continues and all that. Oh, man. I'm, I'm hoping we... <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping they eventually do make more content for animation development. It, it's just so fun. It it really is, and I really hope that we get more content down the road over over the Justice League and people have said they want to see a reunion, but that ultimately depends on the executives of Warner Media and Warner Brothers Animation, though, since there is a market to be made from this, it is understandable that they should bring it back. i like the last animation production with it was Justice League versus the Fatal Five, and before that was Batman and Harley Quinn. So come on, there's a market for this, obviously. But. We're gonna take a brief break, everyone. We'll be back after these spo- after our word from our sponsor. We're back, everyone. PlayStation as ne- PlayStation Now. Remember that streaming service that no one actually remembers? I think. Yeah, yeah, honestly, forgot that was a thing. They will now finally add 1080p. Wait, what? You need to tell me it didn't have. It, it didn't have 1080p. It didn't have HD. And still, PS4, 3, and 2 are currently unavail- are currently- really- are currently available. Uh, oh man. Um. I'm really confused, aren't, aren't ya? Really am. I kind of forgot that was a thing. So anyways, Microsoft has now declared war on Valve's Steam platform by increasing revenue share by 18% for PC developers. So, Microsoft has announced that it will increase the amount of revenue share that developers receive for sales on PC games on the Microsoft Store reveal as part of the new post on Xbox Wire. Microsoft said, as part of a commitment to empower every PC game creator to achieve more, starting on August 1st, the developer will share era of Microsoft Store PC game sale net revenue will increase from 88% to 70%. A clear, no-strings-attached revenue share means developers can bring more games to players and find greater commercial success for doing so. Okay, let's be real. This is clearly the war against against uh, against the Steam developers, the Valve. <laughs> oh man! So Microsoft has entered the war of, of video game online stores of launchers. Why is this a thing? Like, I recall me and my friends talking about this for a number of years, we're like, why are there so many launches now? This is like the console war that was going on, then no one cared about it anymore, then they started caring about it when the one-ups began, then people stopped caring about it, then tried to deny that they didn't care about it, and then go ahead and say that they cared about it, when Microsoft and Sony clearly didn't care anymore about fighting. So, yeah, that was confusing. Try to follow that. So, a survey came out from the Game Developer Conference that suggested that the PS5 is the most popular console to develop for, while PC remains the most popular platform with developers overall. GDC's 2021 State of the Game Industry reports, based on a survey of 3,000 game industry professionals, of the people polled, 44% say they were most interested in PS5 from a developer perspective. The position... As the most popular console in the survey, have the Switch, Series X and S. It is also ahead of VR platforms, while developer interest in the PS5 is significantly higher than the Xbox Series X. Among those polled, all consoles paled in comparison to the power of the PC master race. G- DC's 2020 survey also saw the PC lead the platform pack, which overall is unsurprising considering the continued player interest in PC gaming and the ultimate development nature of the platform. As so for the platforms where developers' interest is barely there, just 4% say they were interested in the PlayStation Now, and only 6 expressed interest were Google Stadia. Project X Cloud came in a little higher at 8%, but at least as the survey goes, it appears the developer appetite for video ga- game streaming is far from high. I mean like no one really I think everyone just forgot that there was a PlayStation now. Like I had heard Google Stadia finally allowed a search bar after over five hundred days of being on the market, which is a question I have. I mean how how did you get away with this? Did you think you were gonna get away This is Google How did you not have a search feature in Google Stadia? A search company feature is not in their product for over 500 days. Yeah, that that, that was a thing. That was an actual thing that happened this week. And I am greatly distressed about it. Not really. It's more like, oh my god, that's sad. So it seems we will get the Scarecrow in Titan Season 3. Starring the actor will play the actor playing Scarecrow is Vincent Ka- Ka- Kaiser, okay, better known as P. Campbell from the popular TV show Mad Men. And taking on the role of Scarecrow, it's hard to imagine anyone best suited for the role with his slender frame and highly defined features. He brings his best resemblance to Jonathan Craig from the comics. Easy to imagine him for his variety of neurotoxins, all while complaining about the world being cruel and unfair. The news first came reported by Full Circle Cinema, which spotted the announcement on Titan's Facebook group. The official announcement went out a few hours later. He has been in a number of productions, including Rockstar's L.A. Noir, yeah, but he's best known for portrayal the wee rich kid Pete Campbell in Mad Men, and so... <laughs> yeah, we got the cast for The Scarecrow. And I'm curious to know if he will play Cyberpunk Scarecrow from the recent James Tyrian comics. Meanwhile, for those fans of DC Comics, DC Fandom is returning 2021 to serve up more DCEU news in October and more DC films, ed games, and comics. The announcement was extremely brief to the tune of Super anthem from and whatnot. So, it is set to launch in 2021 as part of October 16th with the full coverage by many publicists and everything. Along with update di- there will be play apart from Batman, we can expect to hear Black Adam, Flash, Aquaman 2, and whatever else DC has in store for 2022, along with the comics, the movie, the games, all the insanity that will be that will be leaving everyone in their wake. But I must bring sad news to the world. This week, Shinsuke Kikichi, the Dragon Ball music composer, has tragically passed away. At age 89, he had composed, which resulted for the sequel Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, which resulted in over 400 different pieces of music. He also composed the theme of Doryman, an anime series that ran for 26 years. He also scored songs for Kamen Rider, Tiger Mask, Dodger Slump, and many more. Among numerous honors, he also Was nominated for the Japan Academy Prize in 1983 for his work on *The Gate of Youth into Traffic*. A kidnapper, he went on to receive an award of merit at the 2013 Tokyo Anime Awards. He later became the recipient of the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award at the 57 Japan Records Awards in 2015. So, all those songs are now are now his legacy. It's a sad day, I know. (sighs) So, meanwhile, in the North America side of animation works, Anakin Skywalker will be back in animated form, not just live action. Voice actor Matt Lanter has confirmed that there will be another anime appearance of Skywalker in a galaxy far, far away. Speaking to Entertainment Weekly, the, um, who voiced the character in Clone Wars and Rebels, as well as Forces of Destiny, Battlefront 2 and Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, which was a thing, revealed that he recently re with Lucasfilm's animation on it as, as an unannounced specific uh, unspec- unspecific Star Wars project where we'll see reprise the role of Anakin in animated form. Saying, there's some new Lucasfil- Lucasfilm's animation going on and um, I've been part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin a- yet again. He teased, speaking about Anakin's return to the animated side of the Star Wars universe, which is expanding further with The Bad Batch coming out on May 4th. I have put, quite put Pat Anakin down, whether I'm doing, doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm Animation. So, yeah, Anakin Hayden Christensen also reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker for the upcoming Kenobi series. So... <laughs> Uh, man. It's gonna be pretty wild, 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 wild. So, anyways, you want to hear how Mickie James was told that her women's wrestling doesn't make money? So, Mickie James spoke, saying how she was trying to trying to pitch an all-women's brand, which is kind of the sequel to to WWE's Evolution, which never happened. Their sequel never happened. And WWE was like, no, there's no money to be made in women's wrestling. And I'm thinking, then who the hell is Trish Stratus? Who the hell was Lita? What what were they working for if they were never going to be given, if they can't make any money, if they have been making money? I mean, yeah, like, some people say that an all-women brand was not a good idea. Mick Foley supported the idea, and some understood that, Specific, but due to the fact that Dodi is filled with idiots, they probably would have fucked it all up. So, there was no way they were going to win. Especially since you got Laurenitis and you got Bruce Pritchard, who are not reported fans of women's wrestling, who want to go back to the dark ages of the Divas era. Anyways, Nick Con, Con has been making a bunch of changes, and one of these biggest changes has been Jason Doren named WWE's new league producer of the change. The former tag team champion has been given the lead producer position. Doran takes over the role from John Lornais and will now see oversee all Dode producers across TV and pay-per-view tapings for all brands. After his serious neck injury in early 2018, he's been working as a, as a production team member Tragic, yeah, I know. He's been trying to get back, I think, but I don't know if he can. Laura Nyx, of course, has been moved back to talent relations. the heads up the department, and PW Insider's report also suggests that referee John Cohn, who had initially been released by the talent relations role, is now back in the team as Laura is second in command. My God. So, yeah. Jason Jordan can bring a lot of improvements, new blood, new fresh talent, and not have the same yes-men that Vince likes. But I'm pretty sure they'll find a way. Meanwhile, Grant Morrison says the DC Omniverse has been a long time coming. Saying, uh, this sort of started back in the day, I've been chipping away at that rock for a long time, and I finally got to deal with limited matter with the 52 series but with the end to always recreate the infinite multiverse, which has now become the Omniverse because it eats everyth- eats up everything else. So, yeah, the Omniverse is that infinite multiversal and everything is canon thing. Morrison says that DC's comic books, even before Morrison's work there, have embraced idea or at least left the room for different versions of the characters so that are later integrate it into a multiverse. Saying my dream was always to find the infinite canvas. I think that's what DC is great for. It's always been a great been good for the multiple herb structure. There's also been alternate characters, Earth, and there's nothing more exciting. There's a zombie Batman, a these ridiculous flavors. That's just kind of a childlike thrill to it. And obviously, they've embraced that moving forward and are expanding on it. So yeah, considering how Grant Morrison was in the comic, yeah, that was a thing in Animal Man. Uh, we might. Uh, some people joke saying uh, thanks to his appearance in Animal Man and also in Doom Patrol, he's now part of the DC Comics culture as a character as well. So could they get a comic book out of that? Maybe. Oh uh, man. Last but not least, uh, former DC executive Adam Phillips launches a new comic book marketing agency. Director of Marketing Services, formerly DC Comics Services Adam Phillips, has announced the formation of a new marketing agency called Untold Stories Marketing, which will focus on collaborating with comic book publishers and creative talent to connect with comic book retailers on new projects couple of months ago, he was let go. One of his primary roles with the publisher was the complicated task of gathering and releasing its monthly solicitations, so he knows intimately about the amount of new product publishers trying to sell to comic book retailers every month. Phillips explains an announcement of this new venture, saying numerous discussions with retailers have told me that if they knew more about the upcoming comic series, they would place l- larger orders. Our mission at Untold Stories Marketing is to help publishers in the creative community spread the news about the latest projects through improved solicitations and branding, targeted emails, and interactive shell seats, so retailers can place their orders with greater confidence. Phillips says his rare professional experience and have, exp- have worked closely with publishers, creative just talents, and distributors Helping bring a broad understanding of their needs and expectations to the market. Uh, Jennifer Haynes said, Working with Adam has always been an absolute pleasure, whether creating our custom covers or in sharing information with an eye to strengthening the industry. With uh, another statement saying, um, Adam wants retailers to succeed and he has both the experience and the foresight to help us do it. To do so, this forward thinking approach, coupled with his robust network of industry contacts, puts him in a unique position to offer exceptional marketing solutions. I, for one, can't wait to see what he has in store. Beginning in the 80s, as a contributing writer with Marvel to Age, and was later assistant editor at Marvel, he freelanced for Archie Comics, Eclipse, Fantastic Graphics, and Tops and wrote about comics for Entertainment Weekly in the early days of that weekly publication. Phillips joined the, the DC staff in 20. 20- in ni- November of 94, and remained until this past past February. His absence during the June mm, D- June and July civilization cycle has also been felt. Website can be found at uni- untoldstoriesmarketing.com, and the United Agency says working relationship with a few select publishers and comic-related organizations will be announced in the near future, and they anticipate supporting writers and artists in positioning their latest creator owned projects. So Image will probably be liking that. So, that's about it for this weekly, count, this weekly dose of news. Oh, there is one more thing. Mass Effect will be getting a large patch, 11 gigabytes, I believe, featuring the talk regarding the day one patches that is coming out in 13 days. So, get ready for that insanity. So, this was the Reality Collective. Here's the outro and our last word from our sponsor. Take care, everyone. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.